G'day. Hey. We're back. Uh, <laughs> I love that we start every podcast now with, we're back. <laughs> we're back, baby. <laughs> we go away every time. We're back. We're better than ever for some reason. <laughs> um, look, it's been a while since we've done this. and mm. This has got to be a rusty one, which I, I assume will make it hilarious. Or but... it's absolutely awful and we can't recover and no one <laughs> listens to us anymore but we've got a we've got a big task ahead of us this episode this is a christmas special year in review we're recording recording this on uh christmas eve which <laughs> yeah, christmas are. eve sounds like it should be so magical but like it's like raining outside it's kind of hot we're just chilling in a in the room it's, it's middle of the day which middle of the day is never magical I find when I hear Christmas Eve, I think nighttime snow, Christmas lights, and yeah. when there's a daytime component, it just feels like it's like you're in the theater, but all the lights are on, and you're like, "This isn't what I'm here for." You're just yep. just waiting for the lights to go out. Yeah, that's a, it's a good way to think about it. Um, but it it totally you see so many movies and TVs that are like you know White Christmas, everyone's crowded around a fire and they're wearing. You know, the the wacky, silly, goofy uh, jumpers <laughs> that are hand-knitted by the hard people, you know, that as, as, as not paid enough. <laughs> but um, As much as I love that, I wouldn't trade that for an Aussie Christmas, which is like white wine and ice cubes, <laughs> like cold salad-related stuff for lunch. Yeah. So much better. Just getting day drunk. Yeah, and then having a nap by sort of two this, th- or three. This is controversial. I feel like that has nothing compared to like... No, wait. No, sorry. Switch that up. Mm. It has everything on being by a fire, drinking eggnog, doing all that warm, cozy stuff. Ugh, yuck. <laughs> no thanks. Who wants to be warm and cozy? No. Nah. I passed out in <laughs> Nana's garden. <laughs> Christmas at Nana's. I want to be, yeah, sweaty, uncomfortable, very drunk, wondering how I'm going to get home. I mean, that's just kind of a state of being, I think. It's not necessarily Christmas. <laughs> that's that's just goals right there, isn't it? But Very much. There is a big association between Australian Christmas and alcohol consumption. Um, <laughs> I, I love these stats. There was, we are like the biggest piss drinkers in the world. Yeah. It's just such a culturally ingrained thing now. But they always try and tie it to something. Oh, because of lockdown, it's because of Christmas, it's because of... No, it's because of who we are. We need to stop acting like... You know those people who are like, oh, I figured it out. I, I say you know these people because I'm one of them. <laughs> I have to be one of those people. Oh, okay. I'm always making ex- excuses for my behaviour. And I'm, it's always like a stab in the dark. It's like, okay, I figured out why this isn't working. It's probably this. Maybe it's just because I've got a lot of respect for you, so I just assume that you have it figured out. <laughs> you tune it out every time I talk about my flaws. You're like, yeah. oh, it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> what flaws, Dave? You don't have any. <laughs> but like, I'm always like, oh, you know, oh, I feel gross because I'm eating this or I'm eating that. And it's just, I'm just trying to excuse the way it is. Same with the drinking and Australian culture. Everyone's like, oh, you know, it went up over this time and it, it's probably because of this. It's, no, it's just who we are. Genuinely, there's, you know, uh, I was going to say there's evidence, like there is, I can, there is evidence that says, 
<laughs> my brain, can you tell it's the end of the year? Because my brain is just trying to switch off. Mm. I'm like, come on, man. We've got one more day. Yeah. <laughs> one more day. And then you can do a week of nothing. A hundred percent. But um, Australian's culture is very, you know, evidence-based or anecdotally based. It's so heavily sort of interlinked and connected to mm. drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, I, know, um, hottest uh, or Australia Day has been heavily linked into getting on the piss yeah, yeah. and setting up a like slip and slide or a blow up pool in mm. someone you know's backyard that's renting in an old Queenslander. <laughs> but then now that it's moved to hottest one hundred, it's just moved to that day because we want to have some tunes while we you know yeah, make yeah. regrettable decisions. Also, love that transition to hottest one hundred day. Yeah, so good. Anyway, I mean. Hottest 100 Day is actually a very big staple of the year. Mm. Australia Day, you know, great. Let's. This this is the first year that I feel like I'm out of my depth in picking my top ten, because mm. also like I I've I've moved from working on a job site radio twenty four seven to like welcome work... back to Bazaar in the <laughs> shit show <laughs> on whatever station we're on. <laughs> Grab your forex and here's Barnsey for the forty first time this morning. <laughs> Get on the tools, boys. And as much as that sounds like the worst, I miss that. Yeah, there's something really... I think it's another thing that's so ingrained in Australian culture is cultures all Barnsey, um, <laughs> Australian crawl. Even, you know, the boys light up and I'm pretty sure Thin Lizzy aren't an Australian band. No. No, uh, the boys light up. That's not Thin Lizzy. Oh, the that's boys are back the in boys town. boys are back in town, which I get confused <sighs> with yeah. uh, where the boys from the bush and we're back in town. Yes. Which is Lee Kernigan. God. Why are this? All, it, oh, look, if, if we had the skills, there would be a solid remix mashup in this. I hope that someone's done that. I genuinely hope because we are going to vote that We'll in. have a look. We'll have a look. But, but yeah, oh, yeah, I totally I, got them confused. Now, now that I'm working in an office, there is no time to listen to the radio except to and from the office. And, yeah. and even then, it's like, no, I just feel like my music music uh, exploration has really dropped off. I feel that. I really do. I used to, um, I worked an hour away from home and, you know, hour drive up, you just smash the playlists, you know, put your um, Discover Weekly on on Spotify. Or uh, my girlfriend got me onto all of, you know, these podcasts and I was never a podcast person before this and it just (laughs) bloody changed my view on them and I got hooked yeah 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 so i was smashing out all these new podcasts i was learning new things i was hearing um you know different people's perspectives on covid and the world and Mm. um really good podcast ear hustle which is based out of san quentin correctional center in the u.s okay amazing but then i moved to this new job and now it's a eight minute drive and that's that's two songs that's the ad like intro of a podcast <laughs> yeah it's so true and but i i think i had a similar kind of experience which so my my direction was very much uh forced by technology so rather than listening to the radio i've just been listening to like like you say like the um explore weekly or whatever it's called discover weekly and it just really funnels you into a niche you know what I mean? Like you don't get yeah. the diversity. Like Discover Weekly isn't really Discover. It's just like here's more bands that are sounding like what you already listen to. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that though, because it's like, well, what are some artists of you know, artists that I don't know that would sort of be on the sort of same line of thinking? Hmm. Um, 
but it would be nice to also just have a playlist of here is something absolutely completely different that you probably never even thought you would listen to. Yeah, yeah. Which I feel like that's probably an option. And the more I think about it, the more I feel like we're taking a real boomer approach to this. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it has been a you know pretty intense year um, and it's really limited our... Uh, I guess music exploration in a different way and I this is a, mm. a theory that I've been thinking of it's not very complete or very <laughs> theoretical but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just some words that I'm about to say oh yeah of course I work on those all the time yeah but I'd, I'd love your opinion on this Dave um, the fact that the last I mean last two years have been pretty intense with the world you know going into this pandemic mm. and you know shit just the, the shit show has been in full swing. and the shit, the shit has gone beyond hitting the fan. It's in the components of the fan. <laughs> the phone's... The, the fan's wearing down. It's like... It's in the air con and it's just <laughs> recirculating. That's it, where the shit is. It's, it's normalized. The smell, we don't even perceive it anymore. Yeah. It's just all shitty. But regardless of what's happened to, you know, everyone during the last two years um, and the amount that people are really just like... I want to focus in on how it's affected them in terms of they're feeling really stressed. They might be really um, like more anxious than normal. Mm. They might be really down because they haven't been able to connect with people or they've lost their job or whatever it may be. Mm. But during that time of stress, new music is probably not the first thing you want to think of. You're not going to think about, I need something new, brand new that's fresh. It's going to be, I want to listen to something that's really comforting. This is oh, I've got some anecdotal evidence to back that up. I'm, I love it. That's <laughs> that's just pure gold. Well, well I, I totally feel that. Like, um, you know, a lot of liking music and and exploring new music is creating new memories. I remember hearing quite a while ago that the reason, like, you get to you know your late thirties and you stop liking new music is because you're no longer associating it with new memories. So a lot of like getting to know new music is like oh okay well you know i listen to that track when i met up with these friends and we went exploring and doing this and when you get older you're just like oh i'll just remember those times that were already amazing i'll listen to that same kind of music yeah totally so what i found like yeah through the last two years first of all i wasn't going to live gigs creating memories that way but yeah like you don't necessarily want to be licking uh licking listening to like (laughs) new Pharrell William tracks that are way too happy because you're like, screw this guy. (laughs) Get sad like the rest of us. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And as a result, I just went like deep into Midwest emo. And (laughs) until now, I thought that was a choice that I was making. But no, it was always destined to happen. (laughs) I was going to listen to it. I was going to be directed towards it. Yeah. And like I've shared this with you, but to anyone listening that hasn't seen my Spotify wrapped from 2021... (laughs) It's 56,000 minutes of Midwest emo, specifically <laughs> La Dispute. And oh, yes. a pretty bloody telltale sign of how this year has been for me. Sad, anxious. Yes, yes. If you don't have Spotify, it came up with this sort of, here's a summary of what you've listened to this year. Hmm. And tells you your total minutes to listen to, your top bands, top songs, things like that. But it also then gives you a bit of a, here's the mood that we think that you were hitting yeah, on this year. The, the aura, as they call it. The aura, that's it. And mine were two complete opposites, angst and chill. <laughs> and it's like, how can... I mean, I feel that on a deep yeah, spiritual yeah, level, yeah. but 
how the hell am I constantly switching back and forth? No wonder I'm so exhausted going from angst to chill to angst. (laughs) Is it chill or is it just like that defeated feeling where you're like, "Uh, look, I'm not going to waste my energy anymore. (laughs) Like, you probably look chill from the outside. Yeah, well, look, Spotify didn't give me uh, the same answers that a psychologist would, but I can look into (laughs) it. So this is is a, a trademark James idea, but it's definitely something that I back. I feel like your Spotify wrapped and also your TikTok feed give way more of an insight of who you are than any psychometric that I've ever kind of come across. So all those kind of, you know, personality tests that you get when you're going for a job interview. Also, you'll have to reel me in because I'll go on a rant and a ramble about those. I'm no, a, I'm, all, I'm all here for it. Not a huge fan. Well, I don't know if our audience think they want to listen to me just upon psychometrics. I'm just going to have a listen uh, if they uh, if they're yelling out right now, telling us whether to go on the rant <laughs> tell or not. Us more. Um, but anyway, I can't hear I, any voices saying no, so we're doing it. <laughs> I feel like it's way more efficient to get into a job interview and be like, "Okay, can you open up your TikTok and we'll just have a quick scroll." <laughs> you imagine how many people would be like, "No, you are not looking at my TikTok." But <laughs> it's going to it's going to give you a really good idea of who you are, what you're into, what your views are. Oh, look, we'll open up. Dave's uh, TikTok. Oh, look at that. Straight away, a communist meme. <laughs> Dave's <laughs> list. Look at that. <laughs> but he's a good team player. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. I think that's a brilliant way um, to do that. I I mean, obviously, it's not going to be put into practice, but I think, um, you know, I mean, th- there was evidence to suggest that job interviews are such poor um, indicators of actual job performance. Mm. They're a good predictor of how well you're going to do at job interviews yeah 100 percent. because people just practice can you talk to random people you've met for the first time yeah yeah. um but i think yes but if i wrapped in tiktok for you page i mean yeah it indicates a a deeper thing of their algorithms are super scary Mm. based on what you listen to what you watch um and not just what you like so what Mm. you like on tiktok it's about um i remember reading it was something along the lines of how long you watch certain videos for and your attention on them rather than actually liking them, favoriting them, sharing them, which it keeps metrics on those too. Definitely. Um, But it goes deeper, which is how it can get scarily accurate in, you know, pretty much no time. Mm. I saw an article by a journalist, I can't remember who, but they started a fresh TikTok account on on a brand new phone or something like that. And... They essentially just only engaged with um, videos that were of sort of a racial or white supremacist um, theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And within just like a a matter of a couple of days, using a couple of hours each day, it was only recommending, well, 90% recommending just sort of conservative, um, like ultra, you know, conservative it's just yeah like supremacy super easy to radicalize people just in any direction too i I should say like it's absolutely wild and what made it really obvious for me and i think i've probably spoken about this before when i got a new tablet for work i like went on youtube to search for i don't know some therapy video (laughs) and the kind of page that they give you when they know nothing about you is just like, what is this? Why am I getting recommended this stuff? Do people actually watch this? Yeah. And you watch a few videos and a sudden, oh yeah, okay, here the algorithm's kicking in. You know, I'm figuring out, you know, what you actually want. And okay, I'm back yep. to my worldview, which is a little chamber of the stuff that I like. 
I don't, as convenient and enjoyable as it is, I, I don't feel like it's a good thing. No, I think if you've got pretty normal views, it's fairly safe. You know, mm. like you're, let's say you're really into music, it's going to recommend um, album reviews and things like that, live performances, mm. tiny desk concerts. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all about that because they're absolutely brilliant. Mm, yeah. um, but if you do have one of those beliefs that, uh, you know, I guess I was going to say more dangerous, but it's not really. Who's to, who's to say? Who's, who's to, to say? say? But you know what I mean. One of those views that's a little bit more sort of. Um, you know, well, let, segregating let's, minorities. Yeah. Let's say uh, views that have consequences in the physical world. Yeah, views that really um, segregate people from being... <laughs> Look how neutral we are. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to be... We're trying our best. I don't, I'm not doing a great job. Uh, what we're trying to say is that algorithms are not good for racism. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, I'm just going to be, I guess, more blunt. Um, if your views are bad being a dickhead, well... <laughs> You know, the good thing is, is that if people have those views, hopefully the algorithm won't recommend our podcast. <laughs> and then no, no harm. We can talk about whatever we want. Yeah. But this is exactly the danger. Full circle mm. is that if we talk about whatever we want and it gets recommended to the people who believe it, and oh look at us, we're not challenged anymore. Oh, oh, but we must be right. No one tells us we're wrong. Oh man, this uh, this was meant to be a Christmas special. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> we have not talked about Christmas, but that's okay. Well, we did a little bit, but uh, we, we quickly made that about getting white wine drunk. Yeah, we did. I, um, a friend was telling me the other day about this. It's an extension that you can download on your like Google Chrome or Firefox browser or something like that. Hmm. And you know how hey, there's all these ad block sort of extensions. So yeah. they'll just get rid of all the ads on the page or at least the majority of them. Um, well, ad companies can still build a profile on you from... You know, let's say you click two ads in mm. a couple of days. So even though it's blocked out, you know, the majority, um, they can still create a profile based on those two ads that you've clicked because there's still some data to extrapolate on. Mm. So there's this extension and it was something, it was like noise something. Um, I'll probably get a message when this podcast releases this and I'm like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's an extension that gets rid of all the ads. But before it gets rid of all the ads, it clicks all of them. Oh, yes. So... I See, I my head was heading in that way. I was like, when you said like only two ads, it builds a profile. I was like, okay, well, maybe we press every ad and just really mess with it. But there you go. Extension that does it. That's yeah. perfect. Um, so now they've got so much data on you that they can't pinpoint what you're interested in. Oh, I love that so much. They're going to be, you know, clicking on um, ads for like... Uh, pottery and flowers and then clicking on ads for like um you know weight flies and like yeah, yeah. samurai swords <laughs> and then back to you know like uh guitar lessons or something like yeah, that yeah yeah i i definitely like i feel like i need to go to the extreme on this because i'm definitely like we talk we've spoken about this before i think like this idea of the algorithm and like how you kind of work with it to i don't know make make your experience a little better and I remember like I, I clicked on an ad recently by accident that I didn't want to. And it, was, it wasn't it was even like something to be embarrassed about. It was literally like, this is, I, I don't want this. This is not a product I want to. And I, I knew straight away, I'm like, God damn it. They're going to recommend this about 50 times mm. because they think I'm interested in like, I don't know, tea strainers or something. And so then I just went nuts 
trying to click on all these other ads to try and make my ads normal again. <laughs> this is such a this is such a dumb problem. This is such a dumb problem. It's a very first as, world problem. As I hear it come out of my mouth, I'm like, get over yourself. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I did notice that. Uh, so I've got this weather app, and mm. you know it um, constantly updates. I think like every hour or two, just to give you the latest weather. Follows your location because we're not all just sitting in one place. Mm. So we're in Brisbane. It will give me Brisbane weather. But then if I go like inland a bit, let's say like Dolby, Toowoomba, somewhere, Mm. you know, a little bit more rural, I've noticed that the ads on the weather app change. Oh, okay. And it's happened a couple of times. Not every time, but it happened a couple of times. So if I'm in Brisbane, it will give me ads for like events that are happening near me, maybe like... um, uh, being a, like a n- club, if you know, mm, mm. if that's on, but then if I go inland, even just sort of a little bit rural, it, it will suddenly start giving me ads for be- oh, ads for rum, ads for whiskey. Mm. It's really isn't it weird that it's like, okay, you know, you're you're in Brisbane. What do you do on a night out? You go to a band. You go to a gig. Yeah. If you're in Toowoomba, what are you doing a night out? Get on the beers. Apparently. Is that's, that maybe the thing? I Apparently, no. the ad company thinks that people <laughs> in more rural areas have alcohol. <laughs> and that's... Possibly. Also, I'm going to completely derail this conversation for okay. a second. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, but um, where, like, when you're traveling to Toowoomba, like, where are you traveling? It, like, in what direction? Did I say the wrong way? <laughs> No, you said the right word. I just don't think you said it properly. Inland? (laughs) Inland. No, wait. (laughs) No, there's something... Give me a minute. We'll have to edit out all the pauses here. Inland. I'm going to leave them in. (laughs) How how did you say it? I don't know. How did I say it? Oh, no. Okay, so when you're heading inland, you were saying land. It's like the different <laughs> note. Bear with me. Bear with me. What? You know when people say, "Oh, I'm going down to the Gold Coast," or they say, "I'm going down to the Goldest." Do you hear that? Like that little little bit of difference. Are you suggesting that there's a hyphen in between rather than a space? Is that what we're getting at? I maybe, okay. maybe. But you know when people say the Gold Coast, as if it's a coast that's gold, rather than Gold Coast, the place. Oh, okay. All so right, it's that's like different. heading inland. Not heading in land. <laughs> this is it. Does it sound like I'm saying the same thing? Because no, it, no, it's it's starting to sound more that they're different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's like the, but <laughs> corporate sorry. wants you to find the difference <laughs> between these two pictures. They're the same they're picture. The same picture. I'm sorry that I brought this up. It, I honestly thought it would be funnier. It's been amusing for me. I've had a bit of a giggle. So <laughs> net profit. <laughs> Many giggles. <laughs> oh. No, look, I probably did say something wrong i don't know what the right one is so i can't give you the well, answer I, I don't know either i'm just gonna say west <laughs> from now on yeah rather than out west out west there we go that's that's a lot better where the sun's hard and the <laughs> sun is even harder <laughs> where the rhythms an alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, the they cop a lot out there they don't need that extra <laughs> ad you know company saying here's what we think you want it's like mm. it's it's a little like me? Passive aggressive, right? Yeah, to pretty much to say, "Hey, we think you're this. Buy it." It's uh, here's here's a way we can relate it back to Christmas. You know when you <laughs> you get a gift that is just so like 
off character yeah. out of character but it tells you that this person thinks this about you mm. i got um a uh like what would you call it like a novel you can tell i'm not a reader uh <laughs> it was like some kind of short story kind of book it was very much like a honestly it was like a home and away type drama book i got this from my uncle for christmas and i was like who, who, what kind of person do you think i am <laughs> i've never given the impression that i'm a reader once that's a very specific thing too because yeah if, if it was a book on um like the biography of a band that's yeah. that's very you. on par which i've got one of those before Mm. But it was five seconds of summer. So oh. I was like, I feel like you really missed the mark on that. <laughs> you, when you try your best, <laughs> but you don't succeed. <laughs> so uh, I, don't, I don't even know if I still have these books. Uh, I'd like to say I feel bad for throwing them out, but... Mm. All right. I literally just um, donated some textbooks from uni the other day. I was like, oh. yay! Yeah. <laughs> Get these out of here. They're very, they're a yeatable weight. Yes. But but yes, the same kind of thing. It's like, you know, the ad companies are saying like, oh, you like this, don't you? Here you have this. Hey, you're a young male in in their <laughs> 20s to 30s. You might like... <laughs> you might like white supremacy. <laughs> the algorithm provides. I yeah. hope you like it. I've seen um, there's a... I won't say names, but it, it, they've been advertising on social media and um, they're essentially saying like, oh, do you always get stuck with shitty Christmas gifts? Just put up a wish list on our website and then send uh, it to the person. They can pay for it. And it's like, wow, that sounds super boring. I would actually know who uses these because I've never met a person who uses them. I feel like really entitled people use them. Yeah, You'd have to have an, a bit of a an ego to be like, or you've got so much um, sadness in your past because no one has ever gotten you the right gift. Oh, and you're just fed up. Yeah. And you're just like, nah. I, I, I can see it going that, those ways. Either full entitlement or you've just always received bad Christmas <laughs> gifts and you're like, okay, I just need one year that can make up for all of these bad years. I, I remember like uh, probably back in primary school, uh, there was this one birthday party I was invited to and I remember on the invitation, I don't know why I remember this in particular, but it was like, oh, if you would like to provide gifts, we'd prefer only money. And Give us your cash. Pretty much. Give us some Give us some dosh. And I remember at the time thinking like, that is so unfair. Why can't I do that? But like the social pressure, like I could never ask that. Oh, you know, if you are going to get me a gift, just give me money. Mm. But isn't it strange how then at weddings it's actually become quite acceptable to be like, hey, you know, you don't have to buy us a toaster because oh, we don't want so we don't want ten toasters and fourteen kettles. We cash would be great. <laughs> I feel like this is where the wish list was practical. So if you've got like fifty people coming to a wedding, like you say, you don't want to end up with fifty toasters. So it's like here's the wish list, and you can mark your name down. Okay. Mm. Uncle Uncle Ted's getting me a toaster. No one else can get the toaster. That kind of makes sense. But when it's like a birthday thing, I, or a, maybe even a Christmas thing, it just doesn't quite seem the same. Why though? That's a very good point. And I have no answer. I don't have an answer <laughs> either. Um, I, 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 the, the closest I'm comfortable with getting is saying, please no gifts because I, I do not care for them. But then people go, ah, nah, that means you want... To, and they get something anyway. And you're like, no, I, li 
Literally, you have burdened me. <laughs> <laughs> you have given me materialist, materialistic items that I, I have to fit in my house somewhere and I don't know where it goes. Yeah, yeah. That, that reminds me of a time I helped my neighbor when his uh, apartment was flooding. Oh, yeah. And like, I was just like, oh, we're neighbors. It's just chill. I'm not doing anything. And um, he was like, oh, you know, thanks so much for your help. Do you drink beer? And I was like, oh, not, not really. And he goes, ah, that's a yes. And he got me a carton. And I was like, super grateful. Appreciate the gesture. What am I going to do with this now? And I gave it to my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good, you know. I mean, at least it's been helpful to be able to give it as another present that has not cost you anything. That's true. I um I should have saved it for a present. I just gave it to them. I was oh, like, <laughs> true. And look, that was stoked. Got me a few social points, but yeah. I um I recently just uh must have been two days ago. I got a text from a mate and just saying, "Hey, I've broken down. Um, the poor guy driven all the way from Toowoomba to Brisbane. Um, and he, he's got an old BMW, and uh, it had been making a few noises, but it was generally sort of going okay. And then gets literally one street away from his house. Oh no! And it just the tr- the gearbox just explodes. There's oil everywhere, and he's he's messaging the group chat. Um, the you know just like. Man, can someone just give me a tow? I'm like one street away. I'm on, mm. but it's on a hill, so he can't push oh. it. So and he's got to go up the hill to then turn around. Um, and then I, w- I went and helped him because um, I got the uh, U-Butte four-wheel drive now. You, you. Um, gave him a tow, and then he was just like, "Man, like, thank you so much. You know, what can I do to repay you?" And I was like, "Nothing. Like, don't do anything. <laughs> I, I did this because I wanted to." Mm-hmm. Which is so much more. Genuine, so much more awesome. Yeah, I didn't expect anything. Yeah, if you uh, like, have you ever gotten a gift for something that you did just because you wanted to, and that kind of weird? Like, it, getting a gift makes it feel worse. Like, imagine, f- imagine if you helped him, and he was like, "Oh, here's ten bucks to cover fuel." You'd be like, "Well, now I came out here for ten bucks, and that feels horrible." Yeah, true. Rather than I came out here to help a mate and have a yarn and have a good story at the end of it. Wasn't there that uh, study that we learned back in undergrad where it was like, if you pay them less, they're actually more happy. Yeah. There's a few of those, which that's a dangerous, dangerous slope. I feel, but I I remember the one that was like uh, the daycare and they would charge $5 for a late pickup. And so late pickups just skyrocketed because people like, Oh cool. I, I can justify this now. Yeah. I'm paying them for extra time. Yeah, I'll pay them the five bucks and I don't care. And all of a sudden, the social pressure is gone. They don't feel bad for making people stay late because they're paying them. Yeah. So you've got to have it so that it's either super intensely expensive, that it's ridiculous, or keep it to the social pre- pressure, which is, oh, if you don't pick up your kids, our our people have to stay late and they don't like that. Yeah. Hmm. But the money one, had, like the, the salary stuff, that's always really interesting to me. Because like, obviously the perfect amount of money is just a little bit more. And so you're always yeah. chasing it. Like you're always bring your happiness. No. But it sure makes it a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, it does make life easier. If you've got money, you don't have to stress. You can work on the stuff that you want to work on. But I definitely feel like, you know those headlines that are like, oh, chocolate or coffee will make you live for another 20 years mm. i feel like these studies are a little bit like, oh less money is better get back your ch- <laughs> shut up 
Okay, yeah, no. Like you feel like it's taken out of context and it's actually uh, a very specific principle in a very specific situation. Yeah, but yeah. the headlines will read, pay people less and they're happier. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, okay. It's probably like, oh, when you, pe- when you pay capitalist people... capitalist propaganda. <laughs> yeah, probably. When you pay people less and also give them a puppy, they're a lot happier. So pay them less and they'll forget the puppy part. Yeah, I would I actually would be a lot happier with a little puppy. Yeah. If if I could <laughs> if I could like as a psychologist prescribe medicine, it'd be great if we could prescribe puppies. Yeah. I mean, as I say that, that's a nightmare. Mm. But puppies. I always thought <laughs> um if I ever got a dog, uh we'd try and do that um therapy dog training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then bring them into sessions because that would just be if I was a client yeah, I would want. I would want to pat this little, you know, fluff ball all session. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're talking about the deepest, darkest things that happen happen to you in your life, and then you've got just this little cute fluff ball named Grant or <laughs> Derek, Grant or Stu. <laughs> I that's a side note though. I just I love um, dogs with people names. Yeah, yeah, I think it's hilarious. It is the, the pinnacle of humor. Yeah, but uh, my partner Shanae always wants a dog called Hiccup from the. How to Train a Dragon, or oh. How to Train Your Dragon series. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, look, it's great. But then but I also would also like a <laughs> second dog called Craig. <laughs> yeah. And then when well, people come over, they're like, what's your dog's name? And I'll be like, oh, Craig. Craig. And they're like, oh, ha, good one. Yeah, yeah. What's your dog's name? My- <laughs> Craig. I love I love those names that can't be turned into anything cute. <laughs> like there's, there's, no, there's no vowels that can be extended. Craig. It's one syllable. That's all you get. Yeah. Um, I actually, I think my association of just Craig is just like a really funny dog name comes from this YouTuber called Dank Pods who reviews oh. headphones and audio <laughs> equipment. Yeah, yeah. He's based out in um, Adelaide and he's bloody amazing if you ever give him a watch. But he reviews this um, company. They've been going since probably the late 90s, early 2000s. They've made MP3 players, headphones, every sort of like portable sort of something to do with portable music. Mm. They've, they've done it or they've ripped off someone else who did it. <laughs> um, but the, the brand is called just Craig. And every time he says it, <laughs> Craig. <laughs> and when like the product is amazing, he's like, Craig. <laughs> and it's just this, I don't know. I oh, think that's, that's my so association good. of positivity to just the name Craig. That, that would actually make me so happy seeing you run around there. It's like, Craig, <laughs> Craig. <laughs> You can't say it normally. You have to say it with a bit of a enunciation. <laughs> Just that bit of twang in there. Yeah. Oh, it's I. I don't know with with the dogs and the therapy though. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to poke holes in the theory just for the sake of it. But no, don't do that. I've, I feel <laughs> like, like it, I want this to happen. <laughs> I want to be able to take my dog to work. It it would also be good to get like one of those real like bougie boutique dogs that's like six grand and then just oh. write it off on tax one of um uh i was talking i can't remember who it was actually um i was talking to someone the other day but long story short they breed um a very specific type of um french bulldog mm. maybe it was a long hair french bulldog or something like that oh, i'm picturing a long-haired french bulldog and it looks like a gremlin kind of i'll go i uh, Maybe I'll if I uh, maybe I should make the f- like the cover of today's podcast. Just what's uh, what's what's I, this is not a question I should be asking you, but what's Joe Rogan's uh, like 
gopher the one that does all the research for him i have no idea oh he's the, we, ne- we need one of those people to be like i feel like his name's jeremy or something bring Maybe. that up bring that up and we'll just search the photo i mean it's like the long-haired french bulldog is pretty cute oh that is actually pre- it looks it's like a little lion yeah that um, works really well but anyway she was telling me that um the cost of these is forty thousand dollars for a pup I was like, why are you Get working? out. Side note, I just remembered who it was, but I won't say their name for confidentiality. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just like, yeah. Who's paying that? Apparently people. I remember... Um, <laughs> Not other dogs? <laughs> maybe. Um, a friend's apparently, housemate yeah. had a like normal French bulldog, and I think they paid about the 10 to 12 grand. Ooh. Yeah. Ow. And like, cute little dog, but man, it will run up to you and snort and then fart. <laughs> and apparently they've got a lot of problems with breathing and yeah, farting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're like, they've been bred to be wrong. Like, <laughs> they're not okay. And 40 grand, that's like, that's your base price. Like, you're going to be paying so much in like medications and surgeries and all the rest. Yeah, it sounds like a very uh, expensive endeavor. I was actually at, um, I was getting my COVID booster shot. Uh, I know there might be some listeners out there that don't agree with that, but... <laughs> my choice um <laughs> oh that i feel like that's a nice little controversy controversy thing there making taking the vaccine pro-choice in my mind those are opposing crowds totally yeah because pro-choice like i i should be allowed to choose not to have it mm. but choosing to have the booster Harp on about being pro-choice. This is going to go down a rabbit hole. Yeah, and we were literally around. We were literally saying (laughs) before this podcast that we should not be controversial today. (laughs) We should just keep it on other things and talk some absolute garbage and not get into any political thing. We've done it at least two or three times. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But we're going to stop there. Stop there. Um, But I was in. I was in the pharmacy the other day getting this uh, booster and. Um, some lady came in like you know how you have to do that 15 minutes waiting period after you get it just so they can make sure you're not going to faint or <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. yeah I was just chilling just you know like sitting there and this lady comes in and she's just like oh you know I, I need this Um, I think it was an Anthem like it was one of those well-known brands can't remember what it was mm. Um, and old mate was just like yeah, like the well-known brand or do you want the you know off the home brand yeah, yeah. kind of thing, whatever they call the pharmacy it. pharmacy brand, whatever. Yeah, same thing, just different brand name. Um, and she was just like, oh, you know, whatever. And he was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, you know, like, has your doctor said it? And she was like, oh, it's for my dog. Oh. I was like, what? You can give antihistamines, like people antihistamines to dogs. <laughs> and then, anyway, the pharmacist then was like, oh, yeah, you know, I used to give my dog these particular antihistamines what? or whatever they were. Um and apparently it's so much cheaper than the ones that oh, the vet actually prescribes that are meant for dogs. <laughs> and I don't want this to be taken as advice to do it or not, but... <laughs> it sounds like advice <laughs> as to whether to do it or not, James. I'm, I'm saying, you know, do your own research. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm no. going to stay off those topics. Oh, um, I, I feel like with this kind of thing, it shouldn't be a surprise that dogs and humans are not that different. Like, we like yeah. to believe that we're... Well, chocolate makes them really sick. So I'm like, <laughs> well... <laughs> Say no more. Say less, James. <laughs> I totally get your point. <laughs> chocolate now makes me sick too, since the oh, whole like, lactose intolerance okay. garbage. Okay, that makes sense now. 
Mm. <laughs> I'm just a dog. <laughs> it's a dog. Call the kennel. <laughs> There's a dog on the loose. I, but yeah, I think like... <laughs> we Sorry, like, I don't know why that got me. We like to think that we're so different, but yeah. Like, um, I was watching Blade Runner, the, the new one, which I could do... Yeah, a whole, I started watching it with oh, you and then I had to leave. Oh, that's right. Oh, it's such a good movie. I could do... Maybe we'll do a James and Dave special where it's just me talking about Blade Runner. And like, oh, I think I say we watch it and then we just do a live thingo and then we. Nah, nah, nah. That's way too coherent. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be me rambling about different parts of the movie and jumping around so that no one listens to it. <laughs> anyway, there's a scene where um, they pour like whiskey on the ground for the dog. Mm. And straight away, I'm like, hey, you can't do that. It's a dog. Like, Why the hell not? Dogs are, dogs are people too, James. They can have whiskey. Yeah. Okay, I mean, like well, you look, you look at the basics. Alcohol, <laughs> ethanol, is a poison. Mm. Like when you categorize it, it is a poisonous compound. Mm. But because we drink it in sort of lower quantities, we don't often get the poisoning unless you, you know, really mm. hammered. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if it reacts differently in dogs or not. Don't they have no. um, pup beers? Oh, I have heard of that. Like yeah, dog yeah. beers? Like, they got like dog coffees. Yeah, puppuccinos. Why stop there? Move up the beverage chain. But I definitely, I've known a few people in my life to be like, like they have a few beers themselves, like having a laugh and pouring their, their black rats into the dog bowl and having a laugh that the dog's getting a bit pissed. Is a black rat's a rum and coke? Yeah. <laughs> or like a bourbon specifically and coke? A, specifically a Bundy and coke. <laughs> I've never heard that name, but I was like, what could it mean? It's, it's disgusting and it's a very apt description. Yeah. Like, uh, look, I'm I'm advocating for black rats here. Don't misconstrue that. Yeah. No, I was thinking um, the other side tangent, but um, the other slangs for like very Australian terms for other different drinks, foods, things like oh. sausage roll is a rat coffin. <laughs> And you're yeah, like, yeah, okay, well, the meat that I'm eating in a sausage roll probably is probably right. Probably is right, yeah. Um, I've never questioned it. It's it's like the Simpsons when they're like, what's a hot dog made of? And it's like a bit of a, a pigeon and a bit of a cow <laughs> and a bit of a horse. And they just come together to make a, the bun and the, yeah. <laughs> the the meat. Oh, you never know. It's, it's honestly, it's a little weird. Mm. It's a little weird. Yeah, totally. Delicious. Mm. But very disgusting. Mm. Sorry, I pulled you off. <laughs> wow <laughs> that's that's the tagline for the episode <laughs> sorry i pulled you off <laughs> <laughs> uh, i can't remember what i was talking about uh dogs yeah. dogs dog beers uh, separation from humans yes i feel like that's a really ingrained we're about to just get super serious <laughs> after that um <laughs> no never <laughs> all all our um credibility is just gone now but we never had any no never <laughs> but it's it's i feel like it's a really ingrained idea it runs deep that we are very separate from animals which is look we're about to get controversial again this sounds like i'm about to get like radical vegan but i'm not it's more of like a i just think it's weird that we think they're separate beings mm. when they're just meat bags like us <laughs> Like, like if an alien came to Earth... They're meat and, bags like us. <laughs> That's the description of today's episode after the title. Sorry I pulled you off. What's They're just meat bags like us. <laughs> What's your view on veganism? They're just meat bags like us. 
Uh, are you saying you don't eat animals? No, I'm saying I eat people too. <laughs> Get over it. But if, if, if an alien came to Earth and was to categorize us, there'd probably be a lot more similarities than differences. You'd be like, okay, mm. two eyes, a weird smelly thing. They eat through their mouth. They've got two ears. These are the same thing. Yeah. That one's just tall and it's got no fur. Or it's got a bit of a Walks on is a biped and the other is a quadruped. Mm. Is that what their well, terms are? I don't know. I'm talking I think it shit. is, yeah. Would, the, would, would they even make that differenti- that differentiation? Dif- I don't know what the word is. <laughs> but would it just be like, ah, oh, my kind of view, they're all just meat bags. There's, there's green wooden tree things and then there's meat bags. <laughs> and they all drink water. You know what? They're all the same thing again. Yeah. I mean, I mean growing up, uh, or growing up, evolving. <laughs> <laughs> Darwin, Darwin's theory of growing up. <laughs> oh. Shit. Um, evolving. Yeah, we we all live on the same planet, so water is a very necessity part of a lot of organisms. Necessary. So necessary. Yep, that's the one. My brain is. Um, <laughs> this makes for the best content. <laughs> I hope so. We're forty-five minutes in. <laughs> And we're burning out. <laughs> <laughs> we are dead. Um, what I'm trying to say is that you could classify us as trees because of that commonality. Yeah. Um, but I see your point of differentiation. Mm, mm. Who's to say, I say? I guess it depends on how different the aliens are from us. I hope... that that would kind of determine how they see it. Yeah. There's a lot of theories about... I. It's my guilty pleasure going down the whole conspiracy theory of UFOs and aliens. And right? There's a like, lot of... Out of out of all the conspiracies that have kicked off in the past 24 months, why has extraterrestrial conspiracy theories dropped off? Mm. What happened to them? Yeah, something more... Um... <laughs> That's the real conspiracy. Is that that Where'd the that, aliens go? That was the one good conspiracy, and we had to drown it out with all these other shitty conspiracies to <laughs> distract from the aliens. So you he- you what? heard it here first. Aliens have landed, and uh, we believe that COVID was covering up the aliens landing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. See, that's a the- that's a conspiracy theory I could get behind. I feel like you- I feel like you'd rally together some pretty cool people with that one. Mm. <laughs> You're like, maybe not <laughs> I think you'd get some people that would be very intense And it'd be hard to Truly see a uh, non-biased Evidence from them That's fair But that's just like my opinion, man <laughs> Amazing We've done it again I feel Honestly, I feel like Small talk nowadays Can just quite easily Divulge into this kind of stuff Yeah, totally It's just too... Too in our face all the time. Mm. And it's kind of exciting. Like, it's always hectic stuff. And you try and have small talk about what you do on the weekends and what the weather's like. It just does not compare to the level of ridiculous, which is everything else. Yeah. It's almost like the Tumblr quotes from 2007 where it's like, (laughs) I don't want to (laughs) do... Great lead-in. Great (laughs) lead-in. Thank you. Um... Where it's like, you know, I don't want to talk, you know, irrelevant things. I want to talk about the history of space and aliens <laughs> and what your biggest fear is. 
Oh, you know, like the yep. we're thirteen and this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that feels like it should be a Reddit. I think it might be. I think it's I'm fourteen and this is deep. <laughs> but that I I must say, there's been a couple times where I've had conversations with people like that, and they don't go as far as I expect them to, which mm. is never a good thing. Like, let's go deep, and it's like just scrapes the surface it's maybe not quite that, like they haven't quite got to the point of we're all meat bags yeah okay gotcha <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i can't think of an example probably because i tuned it out anyway we should but to to try and like to try and have a podcast nowadays you have to talk about ridiculous shit yeah to like get that clickbaity thing going you gotta yeah yeah it seems like you have to offend at least one and also make the other opposite person love you. Yeah. And then you gain traction. And it's just like, no. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to talk some rubbish and it's going to be aimless. And that's what we're here for. It's like, I don't know, vanilla ice cream with maybe a bit of chalk chips. <laughs> and people are like arguing about chocolate versus strawberry. No, no, no. Give you a bit of vanilla. It's you know, it's nothing special. But hey, choc chips just for you. Little treat. <laughs> but we'll stop ourselves when there's too many choc chips. We're like, oh, controversial. Reel it in. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about uh, one other topic, Dave. Is um, something I was discussing with someone the other day about New Year's resolutions. Oh. Because they asked, like, what are your New Year's resolutions? I was like, what? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I no, I don't have any. Yeah. I mean. Should I? But then it's also like, well, if I really cared about this thing, I wouldn't start it in January. I would have started already. Yes. But So this is, I, I definitely feel that. I, I got a head start on my New Year's resolution for that reason. Because I was like, I could just be lazy and be like, oh, I'll do it in January, which I mm, won't. Yeah. Or like, so mine was just like around food, like to just stop eating garbage. And so I've like, actually chat to someone who knows something about food and not just like guessing stuff got like kind of a, a general meal plan which is like i'm not counting every little thing but i'm just heading in the right direction and straight away i was like oh but i've got december coming off uh coming up i'm going to completely go off the rails it's a good month to just like get rid of any diets yeah right and like a lot like, of gatherings it, it, it's hard like you don't want to be that person who's asking for like special requirements and all that kind of stuff. I hate being that person. Yeah. Oh, you know, can I have a dairy free option? It's not by choice. Don't judge me. My body just hates me. <laughs> and people feel like they have to like follow you up and question you with that stuff. Mm. Anyway, but like, I was like, well, you know, if I start in November and I like drop the ball in December, that's still better than waiting all the way till January to start. And so, I mean, it's, it's been pretty good, but I wouldn't call it a New Year's resolution. That was just me trying to get my shit together. I mean, isn't that the... That's, <laughs> that's the whole... That's the whole thing. It's the whole premise of um, New Year's resolutions. It's like, oh, okay, next year's going to be so good. I'm going to be a new me. And it's like, okay, cool. As, as, two, you. as two psychologists, we can say it doesn't quite work like that. No, it's a little bit more complex, unfortunately. Um there's got to be... Well, I'm not going to go into it. I've already gone into the stages of change model with a, a lot of clients <laughs> this week. Um, I'm a bit I'm a bit tired of a talking about out. psych stuff. 
Well, what's what's to keep it vanilla choc chip? What what's your New Year's resolution? I still don't have one. Oh. Um, but something I have noticed of it wasn't really a big, um, purposeful decision prior, mm. but last months uh, since finishing masters and actually getting into you know the work that I've dreamed about and have studied for, we've studied for for so long, I found my values have, um. I'd say changed, but it feels like it's just, um, it's shifted. Mm. The things that I thought were really important aren't important or as Ooh. important than I thought. Okay. So I used to, you know, really value like, okay, I need a high paying job. Mm. I need to like really, you know, make everyone and, you know, really show how much effort that I've put into this and that I'm doing a good job and I'm a responsible person. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, this year I'm just like, hang on, how about I just live for myself instead of living mm. for other people? Mm-hmm. And I really realized, um, so I've got, I've got, this is just one example, but um, I've got two cars. Mm. Both of them aren't super expensive. They're both, mm. one's 11 years old, the other's 26. <laughs> it's a year younger than me. Um, and it didn't cost a lot because they're old cars and they've got a hell of a lot of Ks on them. Mm-hmm. But they just they bloody do a great job right i've got a very sensible four wheel drive for when i need to actually go places i need to daily it to work i just need a car to be comfortable in mm-hmm. and then we can also do some off-road shit but then i've got just this dumb lowered street car <laughs> that's a convertible and yeah i have to put 98 octane fuel in it and it costs almost oh. two dollars a liter oh. but you put the roof off and it's a, you know, it's a warm day or a warm night. You feel the air and she's like, yes. And it's, it's really like, I always used to want like this, you know, let's go and strive for the, you know, the nicest car. And the, that's when I'll be happy. And I've really, Ooh. I've realized that it doesn't take money to be happy. Mm. Like, yeah, if I. You also got to like look at the actual nuts and bolts of that. Okay, mm. what is it about the car that's actually going to bring me happiness? Oh, yeah. well, I can drive around with the top down and it's going to be a nice night. Oh, that sounds like something you can do without buying a $200,000 car. Yeah. I mean, shit, should I ever have a $200,000 car? Awesome. Power to me. Power <laughs> to whoever has one. Mm. But I'm also feeling quite content at the moment with just having the cheaper things and really enjoying the experience and the process Mm. of engaging in those things that I would say are my hobbies, you know, going for drives, fixing the car, even though you don't want to fix it, you want to modify it and have more fun, but, you know, things you do. Fixing the car is always a therapy session for me. It's like (laughs) I, I, I start doing it, or even before I start doing it, I'm dreading it. I'm like, this sucks. I don't want to do it. I should just buy a new car and be done with it. Why am I even bothering? I'll like start doing it. Like, oh, okay, this is good. This will take me five minutes. Then you get into it. It's a nightmare. You're having a horrible time. Yeah. You spend hours doing it. The sun's going down. You a 20 finally... minute job takes three hours. Yeah, yeah. You finally finish the job at the end of the day and you're like, oh, that was actually really good. I'm really proud of myself. I'm really happy with that. <laughs> you just forget all of that like suffering you went through. Yeah. And like, not only that, you put a positive spin on it. And like, I don't know. It's it's really satisfying. I think as much of a roller coaster as that is, I prefer that to paying a huge amount of money every week for my car. 
Yeah, fair. It's like I'd I'd rather have my hunk of junk kit, work on it, not have to stress about it too much. And yeah, like I just when I look at those people who have fancy cars and like I see people in high paying jobs, I'm like, that's great. I love that for you. But for me, I just I would not value my time day in, day out doing the things that I would have to do to maintain that. Mm. I'm like, I would rather just, you know, bum around doing nothing. There's a lot of value in that. Hmm. As, um, I, as I say that, I realize I don't really do that. I kind of distract myself more often than not. <laughs> super common, right? Mm, mm. When things are uncomfortable, we try and distract us in positive or negative things. Mm. Um, there's a quote that uh, I don't. I remember recommending you the movie, but I can't remember if you actually watched the Office Space. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Well, the quote in that that I've really tried to... Uh, I've always liked for the last few years because life was pretty hectic while uni and um, working at the same time. Mm. But there's a quote in it that I think still rings true and it's essentially he just doesn't rock up to his office job anymore. He's just like, I'm done with it. He gets mm. called in for a Saturday shift and he's like, no. Nah. And then uh, doesn't rock up. And then finally when he gets to work, they're like, man, what, what were you doing? And he's just like, I did nothing. And it was everything I ever thought it could be. <laughs> oh, that's so true. And it's like, yeah, nothing can be incredible. Mm, nothing mm. can be cathartic. Mm. It definitely brings a lot of things, which is surprising. Like you realize a lot of things, a lot of worries come to your mind. Mm. It's, I don't know. Your mind fills the space. Yes, yes. But I, I remember um, going through Masters and thinking to myself, like, you know, got to grind, you got to keep going, you've got to push, you got to push. Like, you know, the whole be the change you want to see in the world. And I'd see these people who were like kind of where we are now. And I would look at that and I'd go, what happened to their drive? Like, why did they not just keep going? Like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you try and chase millions of dollars? Why wouldn't you try and chase power? But I don't know. The The kind of mindset I've been taking lately is in 200 years, who's going to remember my name? And I'm hoping it's nobody. I'm oh, hoping that wow. no one gives a shit about who I am. They don't give a shit about my success. They don't care about my mistakes. They don't care about any of it. I don't even know who I am. That's actually incredibly noble in a way. Oh, I hope they remember me for it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't remember me, but also remember that I was noble. Um, it's funny that we're recording this in a way that it'll be around forever. Because <laughs> then someone's going to come across this and be like, oh, is it 200 years yet? Yeah, Su shit. Sucked in, Dave. I remember your name. You're not getting away with it. <laughs> yeah. Should any, uh, you know... I was going to say travelers, but just normal people in you know the year 3000 mm. or, uh, you know, even sooner, like 2100, mm, 2200. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, are listening to this because apparently the earth is still around. Hello. Ooh. Ooh. What's your favorite type of ice cream? That's... <laughs> I hope it's chocolate chip. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really find that strange that, like, we're in the early stages of it, but... The future, providing it's still around, providing things are still going, you'll be able to connect to the past in a way that you haven't been able to before. Like, you know, 
you say um I think of all the Instagram accounts that might oh, still be active yuck. and people are just, you know, who are long gone, would they be happy that some of those photos are still there? Yeah. Would they be quite worried if they were able to look mm. down and be like, oh no. But I feel like people will look back in the same way that we look at old photos. Like, just be like, oh yeah, whatever, that's an old photo. We, we don't even see the people in it. We're just like, that's an old photo. Mm. And that's probably the closest we have to connecting to like that and like I don't know books and newspapers like connecting to the past but we're going to have like this like audio visuals of people and how they behave and how they act and like it's going to be weird like you think about how much language evolves and you're going to be able to like listen to it and see it and see how people act yeah rather than like there's a lot of documentation happening yeah unofficially mm. i want people in you know whether it's a hundred or four hundred or a thousand years to just go and watch the tiktok <laughs> of the guy <laughs> vomiting in the garden after a christmas party saying christmas at nana's christmas at nana's, <laughs> christmas I, hope, at nana's. <laughs> I hope he's remembered in 200 years time same actually i do oh we should probably uh, wrap it up. We've hit the hour mark, Oof. which we probably weren't expecting to do today, but... No. Um, I don't know if we'll split it up. That or, means editing, and I'm... Uh, I just, yeah. No. Nah. Well, if, yeah, I'm not going to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go, an hour episode. Um, what a journey. Yeah, we've talked about a lot of shit. Mm. A lot of garbage. A lot of rubbish talk. Um, that was... I like that we left that last bit till the end. I feel like not many people will get to that. I th- who who do we upload with? Anchor? Anchor Podcast or whatever? Oh. I think um, they actually give us a statistic of like, or a graph of oh. how people listen over time and yep. how many people are tuned in. I can't remember if it does. It's been a long time since I looked at it. But That's got to be skewed towards the front. Yeah. But if, uh, if you've made it this far... Um, Cool. Well done. Well done. Um, <laughs> you made it this far. Cool. <laughs> yeah, maybe, we, maybe get a life, dork. <laughs> we say that like it's a bad thing, but genuinely, uh, I feel quite sentimental now that it's the end of the year. Genuinely, thank you for uh, listening to our podcast and, and giving us a space to just talk shit since we've left radio. Um, yeah. We've been pretty slack on the podcast end because we've been very busy with work and the times that we have caught up, we've ended up just, you know, there hasn't been enough time or we've mm. been distracted doing something else. So it's kind of good that we've got this chance to just record something, send it into the, you know, satellites and upload. Mm. Um, and hopefully, maybe that's a New Year's resolution. Maybe we'll do more of these. Hey, or if not, see you for the 2022 review. <laughs> <laughs> or well, the 2023, if we forget that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... No, thanks. Thanks for listening this far. Uh, Thank you. Means a lot. If you know us personally, we love you lots. And if you don't know us personally, we love you lots too. If you know us personally, please make sure that you come up to us and make fun of us for any part of this podcast because I thoroughly enjoy that. I enjoy <laughs> hearing the, the parts that you found a bit weird or a bit cringy. That's our whole podcast right there. <laughs> anyway, um, this has been James and Dave. Till next time. Till next time on uh, on Static. If you're a big fan of our uh, intro and outro song, 
It is um, Dirty Dozen by Tom Tom. He's a Brisbane artist. Um, we hope you have a great one. And uh, I guess we'll kind of leave it there. See you on the next one. Till next time. Bye. Love you long time. Stop in the oven Roast with the stove